So in terms of starting these things, like, did we come up with an official way? Do we want to go overly gimmicky with the the hour time limit, even though, you know, we could say TV time remaining. But what match starts with 90 minutes potentially left in the show? Iron Man match. <laughs> oh, God, it's, you know, cast Iron Man match because there can be overtimes and Bret Hart right. can get screwed. Yeah. No, there, no, there cannot. There can never be overtimes in Iron Man matches. I will stand by that rule, even though it had been broken. Stupid Vince McMahon. Bret Hart won at WrestleMania 12. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking that I'm going to create like a PDF bingo card. Mm-hmm. And like maybe like 17 different versions of it. And like whoever signs up gets their own copy of the bingo card. And then like, you know, Bret Hart mention. To get AEW mention. Crash messing up somebody's name or forgetting somebody's name like all yep. these like all these things that you can you know and if you get your bingo card you may get you know the first merch that we ever create whenever we decide oh. to create it yeah you know we might have to do that maybe we'll take suggestions on uh on twitter at second turnbuckle so crash it's it's the coldest of cold opens but we're back again for another week of talking about the wrestling and I'm I'm excited, you know, like we, you know, we were kind of talking about it just a few minutes ago, right? We kind of got a rough outline of what we want to talk about today. Of course, as per usual, I want to talk about some AEW stuff. You are certainly going to want to talk about some WWE stuff, Mr. Fucking Viral Video from Raw. Two. What a guy. Two. Well, one. Two one of them. And the other, yeah. And shout out to Endo for, you know, dropping in the, uh, in the old uh, Twitch chat or Twitter uh, group chat that we have going. That yeah, one of them's on my personal account, and that one's working a lot better than the uh, second turnbuckle pod. But that one's up to like seven or eight, I think seven or eight thousand, which to me is um, viral for a brand the, new. The white, the white rabbit one's up to one hundred and thirty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so that one so, too. Uh, people just are re- very into the white rabbit storyline. Yeah, I think a lot of people are bought in. The, the crazy thing about that one is there's a um, there's a website uh, that I was. Do you remember when like? south park characters people were starting to make wrestling south park characters and they like blew up over the internet and stuff yes yeah so around that vintage so maybe like i want to say like 98 98 99 2000 ish maybe 97 ish like somewhere in like right either just before the height of nwo or just after um and when I say the height, I mean like bash at the beach because <laughs> once NWO came out and they started letting everybody and their dog in, it it went south quickly. Don't um, you dare disrespect Brian Adams and Vincent. <laughs> How dare you? I think they jumped the shark once Miss Elizabeth joined and had no, there's really no value to uh, th- there was value. Don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a cold blooded or hot blooded male or whatever you want to call it. Crash. Cold- we're yes. about to try something completely different on this show. Are you ready for this? Uh, uh, I am going to hit you with a spur of the moment quiz. <laughs> okay, while you're loading that up, I'll quickly. Oh, I got it. We're okay. already good. Let me, let me finish my thought really quick. Uh, there was go a ahead. website that I used to always go to, Dirt Cheat, if you want to call it, called Lords of Pain. Uh, Lords yes, of Pain. I remember it. And uh, I have been watching, reading. That's where I get a lot of my news. And now it is WrestlingHeadlines.com. 
and I'm like, still alive, huh? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I go on it last night, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what news they have from backstage at Raw. And of course, they have uh, the latest teaser of White Rabbit and um, on-site. What is it? It wasn't on-site reaction. It was on-site. Anyways, I click on it, and sure enough, it's talking about the TikTok and the QR code and yada yada yada. And I scroll Mm -hmm. down, and what do I see? A tweet from crash underscore andrews full circle they did not ask ask for my permission by the way but i don't care because i am a cloud hound i don't know (laughs) what i mean i'm ready for this quiz now oh we have an episode title uh we will get to talking about the two main brands we'll get to talking uh some viewer questions as well but you know what i gotta do this now because this is where this is where you let us buddy this nwo members quiz 44 people Go. Is this Sporkle or whatever it's called? Yes. Oh, yeah. Hogan. Hogan. Hogan Nash Hall. Yes. Rude. Ooh, Rick Rude. Good shout. Watch. Yeah. Uh, Miss Elizabeth, obviously. Correct. So far, Conan, so good. Conan Vincent. Conan's a good uh, shout. Too. A lot of people forget that. Good job. Buff Bagwell. Crushing it so far. Uh, what was, uh, Bruce the Barber Beefcake's name? I'll, I'll give it to you. He was the disciple. The disciple, that's it, yeah. Uh, maybe Aussie? Fun fact, I had no idea he was the disciple. <laughs> so I was like, well. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh yeah, Stevie Aussie, good. Uh, Horace Hogan? Yes, very good. How many is that? That's probably like 10? 12 of 44. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you forget. Oh, Rig? No, not Riggs. Um, Norton. Scott Norton. Scott Norton. Good one. Yes, sir. Oh, Big Papa Pump. There you go. That's a, Shout that's out a to Braun one. for uh, throwing out the uh, Steiner math on NXT tonight. <laughs> Can't say uh, I watched it, but um, you're, missing, you're missing a big one. Sting. That's a That's a big one. For the uh, record, Brett. I typed in Sting and NWO Sting also counted as two different Stings. Oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> Red Heart. <laughs> yes, sir. So far, so good. Uh, the Giant is a big yeah, one. Yeah, that's the big one. There you go. Now, there's uh-huh. fun fact. This is listed in order of when people actually joined. So I give oh the person God. who made this quiz credit. <laughs> Dennis Rodman? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Now it's like, I don't think that there's going to be like a big name that I'd be like, oh yeah, there's, I forgot about that. There's Stevie Ray. Stevie, Stevie Ray. Ray, good one. There is there is one big one that you're missing. One of the early members. Oh, uh, Eric Bischoff. Was, there you go. Uh, there's also the seventh member of all time. But does that make sense? <laughs> Six. Yes, sir. Six. <laughs> Well played. Uh, let's see here. I mean, well, on a whim, you've gotten half. It's not Brian bad. Evans. Yep, gotta have Brian and, Evans. Uh, who's the guy that I got into a, a mini Twitter feud too? Who was in Chronic? Brian Clark. Uh, Brian Clark. Yeah. I don't think he was. Uh, the former Wrath was not an NWO member. He was not. Okay. That's a story for another podcast. I'm sure. Yes, unless we have like a quick amount of time. How much time do I have on the clock there? Eight minutes. 
put in do me a favor because I know he wasn't full time, but he was for like maybe ten seconds. Put in DDP. Yeah. Does not count. Okay. Well, Lex Luger. Well, now I'm thinking like Wolfpack, like the guys who were yeah. good guys, but think Wolfpack, uh, NWO 2000. Oh, well, then Jeff Jarrett's in there. Double J. J E double T. The man uh, of a thousand and one lives in professional wrestling. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that potentially WWE NWO counts as well, based off of the amount of space on this list. Well, then try Booker T. Booker T, correct. So WWE NWO also counts. Shawn Michaels. Yes, sir. I didn't even think of that. Um, Muda. Muda was NWO for a little bit, wasn't he? That's uh, a tough one. Topical, though. Topical. Yes, sir. Yeah, but I wouldn't know anybody else that was from Japan. Uh, NWO Japan, I think, does count as well, and that will not be your your strong suit. No. If you want, we can pause the timer. And now throughout the show, if you think of somebody else to guess, let me know. And we can come back to it. Was he? Was Disco? Was Disco Inferno? Yes, he was. He was in the Wolfpack. Jesus. Gross. That was before he then changed his name to uh, to Disco in the in the style of Cisco. Cisco. God, Glenn Gilberti. What a what a talent. Oh God. So, yeah, if you think of anybody to guess, let me know, and we'll see how many you get by the end of the show. Why am I thinking like Zabisco or Mongo? Uh, because, well, I mean, Mongo is the horseman and Zabisco, definitely not. Oh, yeah, no, Zabisco was always like the. Did Bobby turn too? like I'm, no. I'm now thinking of like announcers. And like they were so great in like how they were like, oh, they, they need, you know, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Bobby was again, I'm I'm the biggest Bobby Heenan stan uh, or sure. arguably top two on this podcast um but <laughs> yeah just how they would like one like oh oh nick patrick nick patrick, nick patrick. counts well done it was the bald there was like another referee who was bald and i can't remember his name I mean, good luck, man. WCW yeah. referees. I got Nick Patrick, Charles Robinson, Mickey J. Uh, okay, you know, actually, I guess I do know quite a few WCW referees. No, there was one that was like, he'd always come what? out, or am I thinking, what am I thinking of? There was a guy who always came out like with a whistle, and he was, he was Alfonso and ECW? No. You sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Feel free to pause the whatever you want to do. Pause the timer. I'll I did. Yeah, we'll see how many you can get by the end of the show. Screw the actual time limit. Uh, you want to head to the mailbag before we start talking about WWE and AEW? I want to throw out Ming. Uh, let me see. Was Ming in the... No, never in the NWL. Now it's like, okay, who's like the obscure wrestlers that... Pretty much. Honestly, I think I'd even have a hard time like filling out this list at this stage. Like, this what are we is, at? Uh, Twenty-nine of forty-four. So we need fifteen. Yeah. Like okay. WCW wise or uh, New Japan wise, you could add Masahiro Chono. I just typed that in for you. 
Okay. There's, there's no way in hell you would have gotten that, which is fine. Oh. <laughs> which le- leads, that leads to mailbag, because I know Coco's got a uh, interesting... He does, actually. He does. And yeah, we will throw it over to the mailbag. Again, make sure to follow us at Second Turnbuckle, 2ND Turnbuckle on Twitter. We'll always have a mailbag post up and you can uh, drop your questions there much like our good buddy coco sports did you can uh follow everything he does at cocosports.net kocl with new japan struggling but trying to make a comeback you think fans outside of japan would check out stardom noah uh tj at pw which i believe is a tokyo or yeah tokyo joshi pro i believe ddt big japan dragon gate other japanese promotions at the same level that people check out New Japan. At the same we're, level is tough. We're um, going to have two completely different answers here because you are a deeper wrestling nerd than I am. Correct. Mine is, mine is a very easy answer. Yours is going to be a very complex answer. Your answer is no. I... <laughs> if people weren't interested in watching uh, New Japan uh thanks to the creation and the evolution of the Bullet Club, uh, the evolution of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I'll put them in, and, you know, they're part and parcel with the Bullet Club and and how that uh-huh. faction has grown. Uh, Jericho versus Kenny Omega from a couple years back. I remember, like, scouting that. That was more because Jericho had just, just left uh wwe yeah and um yeah just the the continuation and seeing a lot of these amazing talents uh come through the forbidden door if none of that has gotten you interested in watching japanese wrestling you're not going to move from one to the other you're not going to try and find what's going on in noah you're not going to try and find And the only reason I say that with any type of confidence or validity is because I haven't. And I tried to keep up with Bullet Club. I tried to keep up with Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay and, you know, all these names that have come over, all these names that have stayed. And again, I know I've said it uh, on previous podcasts. I just, I don't have the time to digest 17 different wrestling companies. You know, mm. I, I pick and choose. And the ones that are more likely to, no, zero pun intended, the, the ones that are going to impact me more than any are the two that I really give the most of my time to. Unless, like somebody says, you know, this, like the, um, the Sting uh, Muda match. Yeah, probably yeah. going to watch that just because of the history. Do I know very much about the Great Muda? Not a lot. I know there's history there, but, mm-hmm. you know, to pay respects to the business, it's kind of like watching Sting and, and Ric Flair at the end of uh, at the end of Nitro. You know, you you kind of have to watch those matches to pay respect to uh, to where this business has been. So I wouldn't mind watching that match. But is it going to make me a New Japan uh, progress? Uh, ICW, you know, any of the, no, uh, I've, I've got my fill of, of what I've been watching already. Yeah. 
and I, you know, I of course presume that would that would be your answer. And I think for the most part, you know, uh, the majority of people will be in line with with how you view things. Um, are there great things to check out outside of New Japan within Japan? Of course, you know, yes, New Japan has struggled, especially heading into the pandemic and through the pandemic. They they struggled in a pretty big time way. That that's not. You know, it doesn't pretty like if you're plugged into the Internet scene at all, you pretty much heard about some of New Japan's struggles uh, over the last little bit. Um, and even myself, like, I'll be honest, like I used to be and it helped with my schedule. But, you know, I used to be the one to watch, you know, every G1 card at three in the morning. Not anymore. I used to be the one to be checking out all their big events as they were happening rather than checking them out when I woke up. Uh, it hasn't been that way now. For a little bit, unfortunately, you know, they, they have had a dip. Is there great wrestling in stardom? Absolutely. Are there great things to look at on the Noah side of things? Yes. Um, you know, I think Noah and all Japan just crowned brand new world champions. The idea of kind of moving into a, a, a different era type of thing with both of those companies. It's in an interesting spot. You mentioned, uh, you know, the great Muda, his appearance at uh, Rampage Grand Slam this uh, past Friday. And indeed, Sting in January, on January 22nd, uh, will be heading over to Japan to take part in the greatest event I've ever heard of at Yokohama Arena, titled Great Muda Final Bye Bye. <laughs> As it won't be Keiji Muto's last match, but it will be allegedly the great Muda's final match, uh, at least for the final match of that character. We'll see if that actually happens that way. Um, That's what Ric Flair should have done. (laughs) Ric Flair's final (laughs) bye-bye. but wrestled under a mask, and then now, like, if Ric Flair wanted to retire. He was the, uh, oh god, what was he, like the masked scorpion or some shit? No, but that's what I'm saying, because now there's all these rumors that he's gonna do one more match, or, like, would you be mad if Ric Flair... Yes, because he based a whole pay-per-view around his last match just because mm-hmm. it didn't maybe didn't go the way he wanted it to or maybe another opportunity presented itself, i.e. money. Yeah, like you're not Monty. You're not Monty Crew. Like <laughs> you've reti- let's be honest, Monty Crew should have retired 20 years ago, too. You've retired twice. Like. How much more damage do you want to do to the moment of Shawn Michaels looking at you saying, I love you, I'm sorry, kicking you in the teeth? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I didn't think that would go in as a, us turning in on Ric Flair, but here we go. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, again, there's great stuff to watch all over the goddamn world. That's the problem. Like, there's just so much wrestling. Should you, you know, do your best to kind of... I don't want to say like, you know, take up the appetizer for each company just to see if it's for you. But for lack of a better terms, like, yeah, if you have the ability to do so, go ahead. You know, you don't have to watch the biggest companies. I do know wrestling fans that don't watch WWE, that don't watch AEW, that don't watch New Japan, and they have a great time. They're, That's the they're world the, of wrestling. They're the vegans of wrestling fans, though. Very true. <laughs> no, I... Like, I, I get where the question comes from. Uh, Coco is a, uh, a self-professed loser in Japan and mm-hmm. uh, a diehard wrestling fan and uh, has, you know, dipped his toes in a lot deeper than a lot of us have in the world of wrestling. So, you know, when when 
EC is something that works, but it's not working. I, I un- completely understand where that passion comes from. I'm not saying either. Like, I'll, I'll echo what you're saying. I'm not saying don't try it. Don't go out and not watch it or whatever. But, you know, like I said, there have been absolute banger storylines, stellar matches that if at this point you have not tested, you're probably a little too late. As far as what I've heard of, you know, what's coming out of there, there's some great stuff coming out of there. We're going to see Juice Robinson uh, in AEW, and he's been kind of carrying the flag over there uh, the past Mm -hmm. little bit as well. So I'm actually interested to see uh, a little bit more of him than what I've seen in the past as well. Uh, Same with Jay White. Jay White, um, again, leading the, uh, the Bullet Club, and I don't think a lot of people knew who he was until he crossed, opened. The forbidden door so um yeah i mean that would have been it definitely would have been some people's introduction to uh a person like that even though you know again if you're plugged into the wrestling scene from an online perspective you would have heard of jay white in some way shape or form unless you're you know the uh the type of person to go on uh malachi black's instagram live feed while he's talking about people need to leave him the fuck alone and you're just typing wwe go back to wwe like unless you're that type of online wrestling fan you might not have heard of jay white uh but i digress such an interesting time in wrestling right now but the short answer the short answer for me with coco's thing is i think if if you're not going to go and check out new japan you're probably not likely to check out the other brands either. I agree. Our second question comes from AJ, and this is a loaded one, mm-hmm. but we'll answer it to the best of our ability. The best wrestler of all time in each of these individual areas promo, in ring, gimmick, entrance presentation, and moveset. I don't know if that's supposed to be entrance dash presentation and moveset or entrance presentation. We can go um, one by one because actually, when yes. I first read this, I thought it was like all of them. And my my you know what? I'm I'm going to hold off in spoiling because I think one of these is going to be the answer that I thought was all of them. I so. think I know which which uh, thing you're referring to, too. So for your money, the bet. Now, here's the thing, right? Because there's the answer of like, oh, the consensus, like fuck the consensus. It's our opinion. Who is the one person that you could listen you know, uh, to them cutting promos all day long? If you asked me this question a month ago, it would be a completely different answer. Fair. I'm going to go with The Rock. That's Uh, a good one. The Rock, I think, basically set the bar. There were, I mean, I'll bring up Bobby Heenan. I'll bring up um, Mr. Perfect on the microphone was actually really good. He never really got the credit for being a, a good talker. Um... The other guy it would have been a month ago is the other guy from AEW who's soon to not be in AEW very yeah. much longer. Yeah. Um, just those guys who could just kind of flip on a dime and it didn't really sound like it was uh, or it sounded like it was pre-planned or mm-hmm. could take something the audience did and use that immediately. Um, Roman Reigns is getting there. But for me, it is 100% Dwayne Johnson. Um, no matter what character he got after he got rid of the tassels and the curly hair, uh, he really found uh, a niche 
and uh, made almost made him uh, anytime he was on TV, uh, must see TV for wrestling. The disrespect to Rocky Maivia, I won't stand for it. Who? <laughs> to Rocky Maivia. You mentioned the Rock without the tassels. Oh, that guy. Yeah. 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 Whatever happened to him? Um, you know there there are a lot of options, obviously. Um, I'm going to be very, uh, very stereotypical here. And this is shocking. But for my money, in terms of best of all time, in terms of promos, it might not have been for his entire career. But if you tell me to go back and listen to anyone's promos, I am going back to Bret Hart's in 1997. Was that the... The U.S. versus Canada thing. Those are the best goddamn promos ever cut. Because it's hilarious to watch my fellow countrymen get so riled up at Bret Hart because he spoke the truth. How? Okay, so I've never had this opportunity, really. Or if I have, I never really took advantage of it. That storyline, the the Canadian... Because the TV was amazing, too. Because they would cross the border. They'd be... One day in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and the next day down in Great Falls, Montana, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in the next TV taping. And Brett would come out to a hero's welcome north of the border, and then when he came out for a promo, like, people were throwing shit at him. Like, yes. he was hated. Like, yep. what was it like? I being... was seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't even seven. I was three. Okay. okay so that's all mind. stuff that I went back to watch. Gotcha. But those are some of my earliest memories is, you know, the aftermath of of stuff like that. But yeah, I was I was definitely not old enough to have enjoyed that at the time. So that's that's how you got through it. That's how you uh, (laughs) you (laughs) you pleaded ignorance. Um, Because for me, being a Canadian, obviously, you know, you back Bret Hart, you you hated like even when Del Wilkes, the Patriot was involved in some of that like yeah. uh you saw yeah, like it was cute i when uh sean michaels is picking his nose and wiping his ass with the canadian flag you know we're mm-hmm. uh, spoiler alert we're not as patriotic as the average american but you know seeing that disrespect i get where it comes from from business wise but i i just that really triggered me a little bit not to the point where, you know, the where where Brett got uh, some Americans or whatever, but like those those you're a hundred percent right. Like being able to play up one week and to absolutely rile the next week, that that had to have been just absolute like a playground for guys like like Brett and Sean and and Triple H and and the like. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's funny because obviously people think of Brett as like, oh, he wasn't the biggest promo guy. And no, he wasn't. But uh, that doesn't mean that I, uh, you know, <laughs> that I don't think that those were probably my favorite promos of all time. You know, at the very least, just so incredibly entertaining. So no, that, that would that would have my vote. So, OK, so now that we've said that. Are we putting any rules in this that like. You can't use Brett for anything else, or I, I can't. I fucking hope not, or I'm going to have to change my answer. <laughs> everything everything <laughs> is Bret Hart. 
<laughs> not everything's Bret Hart, but uh, he'll, be, just, he'll be a constant. Are we just going like free for all? Like you can whoever it is. It's, it's, it's mine. It's 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 yeah, you know okay. like I said like oh who's the best promo of all time? Uh, fucking Hulk Hogan because he drew the most money. Like that's boring as fuck. Like it's a good oh. opportunity for people listening to this to learn about us and you know what type of wrestling you know and the aspects of wrestling that we preferred. So. That's why I when, love like Mount Rushmore's too, because like yeah. you when people try and explain it's just Bret Hart's face four times. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hart Foundation. It's it's the Hart Foundation, basically. Um yeah. no, but like when you see these wrestlers list their Mount Rushmore and then they explain the why, a lot of it and when you see Hogan, uh, Michaels, Austin, and Cena, which are common. It's because mm-hmm. they drew the most amount of money. Right. But as far as yeah, like if you ask factor. Yeah, yeah if, if you what? ask Kevin Nash who his uh Mount Rushmore is, it's gonna be the four guys who drew the most money. Right. Yeah, or Ric Flair. Ric Flair's put those four up, right? Whereas yeah. like I wouldn't put Cena on mine. I wouldn't put I'd really have a hard time putting Hogan on mine, even though he'd be in like the top ten discussion. But like it's it's all let's move on but like that's that's like the 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 dichotomy the uh the chaos of all of this that i love is you know he's just saying okay what about uh what about move set and i'm like like power technicality like it doesn't matter it's just whatever we say so on to right. the next i feel one. like i feel like the idea of like someone's move set goes hand in hand with who we prefer to watch in ring which was the second question right um in ring for me, uh, Brett is very, very much up there. And on any given day, he might be uh, the best option. You asked me this question yesterday. And honestly, Chris Jericho might have been my answer for top promo of all time. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. Um, and honestly, maybe I'll change my answer there. So Brett could be my in ring answer. Um, at the same time, uh, the Voldemort of wrestling. Certainly yep. would have would have been up there for me in an in ring perspective. Kurt Angle's up there. Uh huh. And um, you know, in a more in a more modern time, you know, the Kenny Omegas and the Okadas of the world are, are certainly up there. Someone like Will Osprey is certainly up there right now. Um, so basically, I'm going to view in ring as like, okay, if I can only watch one person have a match right now. And it's it's uh it's say it's even like a jobber match. So it's a you know, you get to see the moveset on full display. You just basically get to see like, OK, this is what makes this person, this person in the ring. God, that's so tough, right? Because <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm thinking to myself, like, who's yours? And I've got a list of three. Yeah. And one of them's I'm... Brett and you haven't said the other two. Like, I'm thinking like, OK, if. If a wrestler was having a match, how likely are you to watch it regardless who's on the other side of the ring? Mm. Yeah. Right? So for me, it's it's Brett, it's Edge, and it's Fair. Macho Man. Macho Man just had that, like, charisma and is just, like, not even his, like, uh, his attack moveset, for lack of a better term. Like how he like would walk around the ring to like stalk somebody or how he would jump out of the ring was mm-hmm. so unique that like Macho Man Randy Savage match. Uh, if you told me he was facing Vincent or Virgil, uh, I would still watch that match easily. 
Oh God. Yeah. I think, I think my, like my all time answer, my, my legend answer would be Brett. Yeah. And in a more modern sense, it would have to be Omega or Okada. Um, God damn, that's just, it's so tough. <laughs> I'm going to leave it on a final three. I actually like how you're answering this too. Like all time, I would say Brett as well. Um, and a more modern time, only because of the, dis- the discussions that we've had here on uh, the podcast and even me talking to you one on one or whatever. Um, I want to see more of Will Ospreay. Mm. His run in AEW left me wanting more. And that's exactly what he should have been doing uh with that run so and and i mean some of the youtube videos and stuff that i've seen are phenomenal so absolutely um best gimmick of all time you were, or your you could say your favorite gimmick of all time as opposed to the best of all time um in a general sense favorite gimmick of all time is a tough one because I feel like for most people, I mean, especially like if the question is the best gimmick of all time, people are going to go Undertaker pretty Fair. much every time. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of like a guy. So like I'm using as an example, but it is far from my answer. When uh, Daniel Bryan joined uh, the the family. The Wyatt family. That was an interesting time. Yeah, that was, that was to me. That's a gimmick, right? I'm going to go, honestly, I'm going to go a little left turn. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go Cody, uh, Dash and Cody Rhodes. That's okay. I, I, I'm going to need the, uh, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong because it's an interesting one, but elaborate. And I will preface with the fact that during it, it was good. Seeing what he's been able to do since, we saw the birth of the American Nightmare. With a hint of like, okay, he's he's got to use this face mask. How is he going to use this face? Like, I could just see Vince going back like, oh, uh, here's this face mask. Uh, get this over. And for the most hmm. part, he did. But he did it by creating a character who had like the the mental uh, block of thinking that he was ugly when he had zero uh zero deformities Mm. and basically if you look back at that character he created the american nightmare with his crass and with his attitude and and all of that um i think that is where we really saw him flip the switch and Thank God he had the wherewithal to ask for his release when they took that away from him and made him into Stardust, which there's only one guy who could have gotten that over, and it was his brother. Mm. And he did the best. Cody Rhodes has done the best of with anything that he's had to deal with. So, and that, like I said before, like I'm trying to think of like a regular wrestler who got thrown into something and made the best of it. And to me, it's, it's dashing Cody Rhodes. I mean, I think we have to shout out the obvious Canes undertakers of the world. Um, even Mr. Perfect. I mean, his introduction is throwing a football 70 yards to himself. It doesn't really get any better than that. Uh, (laughs) Bowling and the, the home run catching. Yeah. 
like putting Wade Boggs to shame. Right. Right in um, front of his face. For a long time, my answer would have been Kane, but um, it's the old adage of uh, having trouble separating the art from the artist. Right. At this point, fortunately. Um, God, yeah. My favorite gimmick of all time. You know what? I'm going to throw another one out there while you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the faces of Foley. Yeah, you know. Because, I mean, who else has been in the Royal Rumble more than once? Let alone four times. Mm. And still didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, yeah, I feel like my it's a good place to, to get my fandom of Mick Foley, which, I mean, I think everybody has it to some level, to some degree. Um, you know, good opportunity to mention, you know, Mick Foley there in terms of just the the best gimmick there. That's a really tough one. But I mean, even he was he was scary. He was really scary when he first came out as mankind. Mm. Not like the depths of like early Undertaker or um, the fiend uh, to that extent or whatever. But just psychologically, he was he was creepy. And then turning that into one of the most amazing comic relief characters they've ever had while bringing in dude love while throwing back to Cactus Jack and some of the craziest matches they've ever had in, in WWE um, and then just going by Mick Foley just himself you know he again one of those guys who really got turned I like saying it uh, turned chicken shit into chicken salad like how are you supposed to get your teenage self you know, the only reference you ever show is a VHS of you jumping off of a roof and one of the worst, like, promos anybody's ever done. But because you jumped off a cage, no matter what you did going forward, people absolutely loved you. So, yeah, that's the perfect time to break out dude love and get him over, you know? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good shout. Like, the problem is, like, in my head. Like I could sit there and go to like every company that I'm overly familiar with watching, and then there's serious answers. Then there's also like more jokey kind of answers. Like as someone who watched a crap load of Chikara, that should be on the bingo list too. Um, <laughs> God, there were just some f- like some of the funniest comedy matches I had ever seen um, took place in that company. So that, that's that's a very tough one for me. Um, Was Jim Mm-hmm. Was Jim Ross in NWO, by the way? I feel no. like there was a moment. No? No. I'm now I'm like back to like thinking of NWO guys now that we're mentioning all these guys. <laughs> Which is fine. Uh, last one. Entrance. We'll say entrance slash presentation. I mean, there's no denying this one. It is the most popular choice. Like, it's The Undertaker. Yeah. So, like, there have I been phenomenal the- entrances, but I mean, it's The Undertaker. <laughs> This is why I love, sarcastically love, these kind of questions. Because do you go with the all-around, or do you go with, like, the singular? Because to me, the singular is Edge's return at the Royal Rumble. Like, that was the greatest entrance of all time. Aside from... I mean, I could put Seth Rollins, the heist of the century. That was an amazing entrance. (laughs) Yeah. But is it now is it like a generality of like um, who had the greatest entrance 
like you say, like The Undertaker, which every time he walked to the ring, especially at WrestleMania, those entrances, even though they took three minutes or four minutes for him to get down to the ring and up the stairs, whereas mm. it took 30 seconds for everybody else. Like, he could have won a Royal Rumble at entering at number one and not making it to the ring until 27. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Maybe further clarification on that for the next show in terms of like the best general entrance versus the best entrance, the best individual entrance. I will say, um, though, like all time and might be a, a decent segue. I'll let you talk about AEW first, because uh, I could go another two hours about last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still go edge on this one just because like. um. Now I'm not I'm not arguing the Undertaker. I'm I'm letting you have that one. Uh Stone Cold when that glass breaks. You know, you know shit's about to go down. But mm. when you hear you think you know me. Like all of a sudden goosebumps like I absolutely marked out. Apparently I'm a mark for wrestling. Ha huh? um, ha. Oh no, you enjoy wrestling. How dare you. Thanks, Mark. Um that's a Calgary radio reference for the other two people from Calgary who listen to this. Um, you know, we've got like fans in Finland and Sweden, by the way. I'm not surprised. Yeah. One of them's <laughs> sin. Right. Um, <laughs> now that he's moved. He hasn't. But, um, but yeah, once you hear that, you think you know me in that that drumbeat of Metalingus. Um, yeah, that just gets... Like, if you need to wake me up, just play that beside the bed and I'll jump out of bed and run through walls. So uh, it it's just got that right vibe, I think. And then him running mm-hmm. out and like running side by side on the stage and trying to get people to get jacked up. And so I didn't really like him in Judgment Day either because he just kind of walked out. Just like, huh. that made him a great heel because I hated him for not running around like an idiot. Hmm. Oh, and also shout out to the Ultimate Warrior. Great, great entrance. <laughs> that was the only great thing about him. That's <laughs> the entrance. Speaking um, of running like idiots. Yeah. So with that, you know, you kind of mentioned AW. I, I want to say, like, in general for me, like, we, we've had very contrasting weeks, I think, as wrestling fans. Um, like, obviously, you mentioned, talk about it in a minute, you know, you going to Raw in Edmonton last night. And kind of, you know, what a highlight that was. Um. You know, for me, the highlight of my week as a wrestling fan was watching, you know, Dynamite Grand Slam and and everything else that happened um, out of that. You know, I thought Dynamite was incredibly solid. You know, Moxley winning the title for the third time. Uh, The acclaimed getting their big win should have happened at all out in Audible, probably. But it is what it is. The shock of Chris Jericho being ROH champion, which I think is the best, because (laughs) what? better way if ring of honor is not going to have its own deal right now to keep that title in a relevant scenario than to have it be on chris jericho and to have the jericho appreciation society essentially you know being what ring of honor is about right now you know daniel garcia fighting for the the purity the sanctity of what roh is supposed to be versus jericho who won't stop cheating to win i think that's a damn good story um yeah, we already mentioned Great Moto showing up on on Rampage. I thought that was again pretty damn solid as well. Um, it, it is the leading.